are real. Like these are not fluffy kind of tips that we're going to give. This is like real life, what sales reps I believe are experiencing a lot of the time. And I think what maybe sales leaders may not want to hear, but good for them to hear, right? Like how can they be different than every other sales leader out there? Hi, everybody. It's Pete Oliver. Welcome to the Emerge On Purpose podcast. This podcast is for sales reps and managers who want to become better leaders. Each show, we'll talk about a different leadership principle that will help sales reps and managers emerge on purpose. All right. Good morning and good afternoon. Good day to all the Emerge On Purpose podcast. It's always a mouthful. Uh, Listeners. We have a special guest this morning, Miss Suzette Patterson. I'm really excited. We've had a lot of conversations lately, Suzette, you and I, about uh, perfecting our craft, elevating ourselves, continuous learning. You and I were talking about preventative maintenance even the other day. How are we making sure that we're taking care of... um, our bodies and minds and skill sets and always um, making sure we're upgrading them. And you mentioned to me about sales coaching and some really impactful ways that you can elevate your craft and elevate your sales team. Uh, And so I'm curious uh, when when you mentioned this topic to me, what's different about what you're going to share? Why should these leaders uh, or sales reps um, who want to be, become leaders, tune into this. There's so many people who have, hey, coaching tips, or here's a blog, or here's a podcast. Uh, wh- what what are these tips going to do for the listeners who are going to tune in? Tell me a little bit about what we're going to hit today. Well, I mean, I think it, it's it, it's twofold, Lindsay. I mean, I, I think on one hand, we've got the audience uh, of listeners who are sales reps, who are reporting up to sales leaders. And, and we're going to talk about kind of um, world-class in terms of that relationship and, and how we can take things to the next level. And then there will be listeners who are uh, sales leaders who sure. have probably heard uh, a lot of tips, to your point, along the way about how to be uh, a better sales coach. But I think these are these are real. Like these are not fluffy kind of tips that we're going to give. This is like real life um, what sales reps I believe are experiencing uh, a lot of the time. And I think what maybe sales leaders may not want to hear, but good for them to hear, right? Like how can they be different than every other sales leader out there? Because we know kind of what's in the box and what most sales reps expect from their leaders. And I want to talk about what's kind of out of the box today. Love it. Uh, and Suzette, forgive me, I didn't even ask you to introduce yourself. I obviously know you very well, but just a quick um, under 60 second introduction on on why you feel uh, empowered to talk about this in, in your work with sales teams and sales leaders over the years. Yeah. So, um, yep, I carried a, a bag, if you will, um, for about 20 years uh, before I was introduced to Sandler as a client. And um And I am so passionate about this because uh, not only I have had a ton of experiences over all those years with different sales leaders and as a sales rep, 
Um, I'm also married to someone who's been in enterprise sales for his entire career. And so you can imagine the things that we talk about at home. (laughs) Uh, A lot of it has to do with um, our experiences with different sales leaders, some some really great and impactful and some uh, that we're we're lacking, frankly. Um, So I I just I'm passionate about the topic for for lots of reasons. I love working with sales reps. I love working with sales leaders. And I just think this is such an important topic. Um, I don't think you can talk about it enough. Agreed. Well, let's jump in. Uh, One of the things that you mentioned to me is, are we giving them the fish or are we teaching them Yeah, and that kind of encapsulates this whole topic and the the the, where we're going to cover four four main tips. Is that right? Yeah, cool. Um, maybe let's just start with the first one. What would you say the first one is? I don't think they're in in any particular order, but what's the 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 first one you're going to hit us with? I think um I think not rescuing your reps. Right. Mm-hmm. Here's what happens a lot of times with sales leaders who have a ton of experience, who know a lot of really great things. Right. They've been in the field. They've been promoted into these positions of leadership. And I think they know how to solve for problems pretty naturally. And while that works in the moment, that doesn't help the rep long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't give the rep the tools they need to solve for the problems independent of their sales leader which frankly is, I think, what sales leaders would want ultimately is to have their reps be empowered, give them the tools, help them work through problems, particularly new reps, new to a company. I see this time and time again. I'm just going to jump in and save you as a sales leader because that's faster. We don't want the quick fix. We want to teach them how to fish, right? We don't want to give them the fish. It's easy to give them the fish. That's sure. like, yeah, done. And I can move on to the same thing. And I get it. I, bandwidth for sales leaders many times is, is, is stretched, right? And they don't have necessarily all the time that they need to spend with each rep, particularly when they're new to a role. I think it's so important to step back, slow down, right? And give them the tools that they need instead of just solving the problems for them. So we call that rescuing and sailor, right? Sure. Um, so that's one. For sure. Yeah, I, I think that that's um, an important one. Not only is it faster, uh, it's like, oh gosh, by the time I teach them what to do and show them what da, 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 and then finally they get to do it, it's like that's going to take three times the amount um, of the time investment there. Uh, but I think also sales leaders that were once reps themselves, they like to jump in and be like, I have the answers. It's like, it feels good for us as sales leaders. So it's like, you have to stop yourself from, uh, from telling just like we do in sales, right? We, when we're on the sales call, we have to stop ourselves from telling. Um, and what is that? Uh, I'm curious, what does that, um, for the sales leaders that are listening, what does that sound like or look like to, to stop telling and what can you do to, to stop rescuing? Yeah, it's sort of like, it's, it's a lot like what we teach our reps and Sandler and our whole methodology, mm-hmm. right? I, I think if you boil it all down, it's about asking great questions. So when a sales rep brings you a problem, right? Rather than solving for the problem and answering the questions, well, here's how you need to go do it. Right. And I'm not sure. even many times going to explain to you as a sales leader, why I'm just going to tell you what to go do. Rather than doing that, stop and 
for anyone who's listening who knows Sandler and the pain funnel, run a little pain funnel with your rep. When they bring you a problem, tell me more, right? Can you give me an example? What have you tried? Did that work? Did that not work? Right? Take them down the pain funnel. It's about asking questions. And then, you know, we love 70-30 rules in Sandler. So it really is about listening more than you're talking, which is really hard for sales leaders to do sometimes. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is. Sales leaders, but it's the truth. And we said we were going to hit them hard in this podcast with some things that they might not like hearing. Um, but that that's been my experience and I, I see it happen time and time again. So ask great questions. Yeah. Love that. Uh, and those of you who do not know Sandler and are curious what the pain funnel looks like, um, drop a note and, and let us know. Um, in, in one of the comment boxes and we can show you a snapshot of that. Cool. Well, uh, what's the second one, Suzette? What's number two here? Um, I think it's setting uh, clear expectations. You know, I say all the time and I'm sure I stole it from somebody else, Lindsay, but clarity is kindness. Mm. So I think many times uh, reps get hired at companies and they're given a territory, they're given uh, a quota and that's about it, right? And there's no kind of conversation about here's the roadmap or here's what some of our most successful reps have done, right? Um, giving them maybe even a cookbook, as we call it in Sandler, right? And which is a roadmap, which is a recipe for success. So here are the behaviors that we've seen some of our most successful reps do and uh, helping them through that. Instead of just, here's your quota, here's your territory, go. And that was my experience for years uh, as a sales rep. So I think being clear with expectations and giving them, again, the tools that they need to really like go out into the world week one and be successful, right? Even if they're not selling anything, they're doing the right behaviors. So I think it's up to our sales leaders to set those expectations and be very clear about that. I love the word clarity when it comes to sales leadership and management. I once heard uh, anytime there's friction or an issue, it's usually because there's lack of clarity yep. and lack of accountability. Yep. And aren't those two words... <laughs> probably the most important when it comes to sales management. So yes. it's being crystal clear on yeah what those expectations are, what the meeting is going to sound like, what your brief call looks like, your debrief, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, how do we promote clarity? And then on top of that, the, the other layer is accountability. So I think that's yeah. so spot on and people take advantage of it. And we move way too fast. So clarity, it's just like the gray area gets wider yeah. and wider. Uh, so I think that, yeah, just, just spot on, uh, if we could only just take a chill pill every once in a while and, and mm -hmm. make sure that we're a little clear with our, our messaging and expectations. Awesome. Yeah. What's rule number three then? So, you know, sometimes this is like a scary word for, uh, maybe sales leaders and sales reps, two words, actually role-playing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, now we've made it fancy. We call it skills simulation, whatever you call it. Still mm -hmm. It's fancy. Uh, yeah, that's so fancy. But it's the same thing, right? At role playing should be scary. Uh, role playing is where not only the rep, but the leader uh, uh, get out of their comfort zones. Again, slowing down, taking the time to, you mentioned pre-call plan, debriefing calls, 
Uh, pre-call planning is so important. I think a lot of times leaders and reps go into calls and meetings not always knowing. They don't think about like, what questions do I think my prospect is going to ask me? Mm. Right. They might give some thought to what questions do I want to ask them? But I think it's more important or as important to go a a layer deeper, right? And like, what questions Mm -hmm. do I think they're going to ask me? And then more importantly, how am I going to answer those questions? Right? Certainly. What do I anticipate that I'm going to answer? And the only way you get really good at that is to role play it. So you mentioned accountability earlier. Um, This is about accountability. Like we are going to carve out time in our very busy calendars to dedicate even 30 minutes a week to role-playing different situations so that when we go into the meeting, we don't even have to think about it, right? It just becomes habit. Sure. That's just like an elite athlete. Yeah. All the time, you know, you don't see the elite athletes saying, Hey, I got to a certain level. So I don't need to practice anymore. Absolutely. It is so critical for sales leaders and reps uh, to hold each other accountable and to role play and to pre-call plan and to debrief on calls. So, yeah, there's so much power with that too. We know that with the great resignation, so many uh, reps, a, a lot of the time are, are, are leaving their current jobs and looking elsewhere and bouncing around and because they're not fulfilled. And a lot of the time it's because they're not challenged. They're not they don't have ongoing education and professional development. They're not yep. supported in that way. And when someone might be listening to this and be like, oh, I'm being you know, supported by role play. Well, that sounds terrible. But um, role play is to your point. I mean, it's how you perfect your, your craft, how you get better getting out of your comfort zone. There isn't any growth in your comfort zone. So making yep. that more of a non-optional uh, practice where it's once a week and you have fun with it. And maybe as a sales leader, Hey, I'll be, I'll be the seller first, right? Yep. You be the prospect yep. Start that way, lead from the front and showing them that you'll do it, not yep. just expecting you're going to do it. Um, yep. and that, that's a good way to, to get it started. And you just have to start. I think, I think that's the thing with role play is you've got to yep. start somewhere and, like anything, you just start building that cadence out and you get better and better and it makes a mess, massive improvement. So yeah. role play, huge, yeah. huge. Um, I think we've got one more. You're we do. This with. Okay. And, you know, we didn't even plan this, Lindsay, but it's a beautiful <laughs> segue into number four. Um, you mentioned the great resignation and people leaving jobs where they're making a lot of money, right? Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I mean, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times people leave companies because of what's happening at the leadership level. I mean, there's lots of things you can go out into the world and (laughs) read about. It happens time and time again. Um, The number four here is understanding what motivates people, getting down to their why, because this might sound surprising to, to people who are listening today, and maybe it maybe it won't, but not every sales rep wants to make a million dollars. Sure. Not every sales rep is motivated strictly by money. Okay. A lot of sales reps are motivated because they want to help people. Um, I'm married to someone who 
does this, right? Mm -hmm. He loves to solve problems. He loves to help people with solutions. So while the money is nice, and I'm not saying that they don't care at all about it, I don't, I think if sales leaders could get in the heads of all their um, reps and really understand at their core what they're motivated by, right, then they can coach them to that. Right. We, we do a, a lot with vision boards, right. And Sandler mm-hmm. vision boards are all about goal setting and people have individual goals that they want to reach. And sometimes they don't even know they haven't even articulated it. If a, can you imagine if a sales leader sat down with a rep and said, tell me about what you want to do. Right. If you, if we mm-hmm. could wave a magic wand and you could have anything you want over the next year, I mean, what would that look like? Understanding their why, understanding what motivates them. Because sometimes it's money and sometimes it's not. And if we can get to that as sales leaders, then can you imagine how much better we would be at coaching? Because we're meeting them where they are. We're really listening to them. We're Mm. really understanding their why. And we're not putting them all in the same box. Yeah. uh, Vision boards is an incredible way to do that. Um, And we have a process for that. That's something that we usually run towards the end or the beginning of the year and and understanding goal setting. And if you don't know how to run a vision board session or uh, don't, don't know what that looks like, listeners could certainly ping us and let us know. But I mean, ultimately, if you keep it very simple, it's just having that dialogue. Hey, like, you've got a big quota for this year, or, you know, your numbers are aggressive for this year. Uh, what's going on with you personally? Yeah. What do you want to do for your family? What yeah. debt do you need to pay off? Like what, what is really driving you to want to hit that number? Um, yeah. And it could be a family vacation. Like what's that um, back to relating it to the sales world. It's, we know that the, the four, motivators or reasons people buy, right? Pain in the present, pain in the future, pleasure in the present, pleasure uh, in the future. And so what's that pain or gain for our sales reps? And how do we really understand that to to tie it um, to the company and the organizational goals? It's it's incredible why that isn't just a, a, a common best practice, but it's true. It just becomes a very, just like selling can, transactional uh, relationship with the the, the manager and a rep. And instead, how do we make it more transformational? And uh, so I I think um, that all four of those that you've hit um, help switch that dynamic to more of a less transactional, more transactional, getting to that clarity, getting to their why, really asking questions not telling. Um, and I mean, I'm sure we could, you have a dozen more that we could go on, but I love that you picked these four because they're simple and effective. There's something that you can start with immediately and find time and find ways that you can just weave them into the conversation for really seeking to understand. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Uh, well, this was pretty fast and furious. It's the way I like it. And I know that a lot of people like to download uh, or digest content these days. Anyway, uh, any last words that you have for us, uh, Suzette, on coaching or just professional development in general? I think um, to, to my sales leaders, and there's 
I feel like I'm giving them a bad rap. There's a lot of great sales leaders out there. Um, but to your point earlier, we can always be sharpening our skills and upping our game, whether you're a rep or you're a leader. So for leaders, just be willing to slow down and help. Uh, and for the reps out there listening, be open to getting out of your comfort zone and trying different things. Um, it's easy to get stuck kind of in one way of doing things, particularly sure. if you have a lot of success. Um, but imagine a world where you could be even more successful. And then I encourage them to think about what success looks like to them personally. I love that kind of back to your, if you had a magic wand, it's yeah. fun to, to daydream, but why can't we make those dreams into goals? And the other thing that you hit on getting out of your comfort zones, that's going to be a topic uh, that we uh, are going to hit on coming up, mental toughness. We're going to yeah. um, examine mental toughness and what, how do you build that mentality of a climber? And yeah. so what prevents us from having that mental toughness? What are the traps we get into? And then how do we kind of build this really strong, uh, stiff spine and backbone so we can be mentally tough through um, both our professional and, and personal endeavors. So with that, um, I thank you for this conversation. Yeah. Uh, and I would say to our guests, keep climbing and uh, rock and roll until next time. Yep. Thanks, Lindsay. See you later. All right. Bye-bye. Do you ever find that your prospect's decision-making process is a mystery? Do you get stuck with people who claim they can make decisions, but really can't? Then you're left wondering what to do next. We at Sandler Sailfish excel at the how-tos in sales and sales management. Book a discovery meeting with us today. A discovery meeting is a simple exchange of information to determine fit. A discovery between two parties, nothing more. We've helped thousands of purpose-driven sales leaders and sales professionals just like you to shorten sales cycles, consistently meet sales forecasts, and take control of the sales process once and for all. Go to sailfish.sandler.com backslash book a call or scan the QR code on your screen. Until then, keep climbing.